Of course, everything was just no buttons were working. The mute was off. Like the volume is currently off. Just wow. You would think I'm a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are supposed to know how to use technology. Right. No, it leaves me every day. It leaves me every day, more and more. <laughs> so the light that's above you yeah, um, is kind of doing that. So can can that light go off? Yes. Better? 100% better. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> you look so good. Oh, please. The setup, it's so official. I know, right? I, I have books it. up there and everything. I know, I love it. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I, this is, this whole thing is just like a kind of a crazy I don't even like I don't even really know where it came from other than I was like bored. Well, not bored, yeah, but I know. Know, I know I love everything that you've been doing since like 2020. I feel like it's just set a fire under so many people, but especially you, like all the projects you've been dropping. I'm obsessed. And I think that this podcast too, like I've been um, listening to the other ones, watching the other ones. Yeah. And um it's like what the school district needs right now. So it's perfect. Yeah. Yay, yay. Well you know, I, you know, when you put, you put stuff out there and it's just like, is anybody looking at you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No idea. Um, and I keep looking at the, you know, the stats and everything. I'm like, Oh, 30 people looked at this one. Yes. New, new milestone. I feel that. I think one of them got, has like, I think the first one is like 148. I think is, is oh my gosh, that's now. great though. It, it's good. I mean, I, I wanted to somehow, you know, like yeah, go, yeah. go out there and crazy, but you know, baby steps, I gotta just right. kind of keep churning it out and all That's that. Right. So I am so excited. This is episode 10. Wow. Episode 10. That's funny. Episode 10. I love that. <laughs> I didn't even plan that. I swear I didn't even plan that. I promise. That. I, I know that you did and I believe you. <laughs> um, so this is welcome to Change for the Better, the Power of Arts in Education. I'm Stacey Tiro, a high school performing arts teacher for over 25 years. I've taught a lot of amazing people. Now that so many of my students are adults, they'll teach me how through the lessons in my classroom, they have been changed for the better. Okay, so episode 10, I have in front of me um, uh, another superstar. Wow. <laughs> from the past. Um, she comes from a superstar family. I happen to work with her father, who's one of our guidance counselors. We've worked together for years and years. Um, I also had two of her brothers <laughs> go through the program yeah. and it just, it felt like, you know, they just kept coming and I was like, bring it on. I'll take them all. I know. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, again, one of my faves, I always say, I say that because, you know, I feel like everybody who here, who I've interviewed so far are my faves, but yeah. Um, this is like truly she's episode 10. I know that's, this just means it's meant to be honestly. That's so crazy. Indeed. 
So, um, I, and I, I had to think back for a second because I knew that you were in all four of the musicals, but then I was like, wait, she was also in like all of the, of the fall shows too. So like from the time she walked in as a freshman, she did eight shows, which is right. pretty much all, all you could do. Yeah. Uh, she did, she, her ensemble was in fame and Pippin. And then she got Ariel in, in Footloose and Janet in the drowsy chaperone. And she was just like, you know, this superstar on the stage. Um, and then when she graduated, uh, she worked as a district representative for Congressman Mondaire Jones of New York's 17th district. And Mondaire is really big in representing East Ramapo and, and you know, that this area in general, uh, who is also a Spring Valley High School alum. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's done a lot of great work and ten, uh, this person, sorry, I'm giving away who you are. <laughs> um, uh, she did a lot of work for, for, um, Congressman Jones. Now she shifted, uh, to working as a marketing administrator for Grand Seiko USA. That sounds really like, that sounds like kind of big deal. A luxury watch company, Japanese based. Uh, she serves as a leader in her church. She's a very, very um, uh, faithful person uh, within her church and her community. She dabbles in activism. Um, she was a flawless, glammed up semifinalist in the Miss New York USA pageant recently. <laughs> um, she's a budding fashionista who you can follow on all the social media stuff at 10 on trend underscore. Yep. I got that right. Mm-hmm, you did. Okay, good. So uh, we're going to, I'm just going to kind of move right into question number one so you can introduce yourself. So please okay. tell me what is your name, the year you graduated, and talk more about what you do now. Sure. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Tendrina Alexandre. Everyone calls me 10. So that's why we're joking about how it's so funny that this is episode number 10. Um, and my name's 10. Um, I graduated from Spring Valley High School in 2012, which is crazy to say out loud. Like, how did we get here? This is my 10-year anniversary. This is our 10-year anniversary. So we're reunion. celebrating that. Yeah, our, our reunion. So we're excited for that. Um, and now, like you said, Ms. Tiro, I work in marketing as an administrator slash coordinator for a luxury watch company. So I was in politics for six years. Like you said, (laughs) my last gig was with Congressman Mondaire Jones. Before that, I was with um, our state senator at the time, Senator Carlucci. And then before that, I was with another senator in New York City. And um, it was time for for a switch up. It was time for a switch up. So um, I took a, a, a definite leap of faith and switched up and moved over to the private sector. And that has been a lot of fun so far. I'm only about a month and a half in, but so far, so good. That's good. And you're traveling? Are you traveling for them? I am. So I just came back today from my first trip. I was in Denver, Colorado. Um, One portion of my job is kind of setting up events for retailers that we have across the country. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I have to go to those retailers to make sure that everything's all good with our event, make sure the brand is represented correctly, um, make sure that any of my colleagues that will be there are all situated and good to go. So that was yesterday was my first trip. And I just came back today and I'm really excited to continue the traveling. I feel like I found my thing, you know? 
Well, and being the fashionista you are, this kind of fits right into that wheelhouse there. I feel the same way. So thank you. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I'm sorry, I'm talking about that. Definitely go visit her Instagram and whatever the social media stuff, because she like posts all sorts of stuff, her wearing all sorts of, you know, gorgeous clothing. And uh, she's just, she's just like a flawless individual, (laughs) both inside and out. So um, definitely, I'm going to post that in the, in the blog post so you can, can see all that. Okay, so let's move into looking back, shall we? Mm -hmm. First question number two, using your adult brain, describe your adolescent self. Yeah, I love this question because it's just great. It's it's great because this generation, um, Gen Z, Mm -hmm. um, that's in high school now, Mm -hmm. they are so aware of just mental health and how to take care of their self, um, in the current, in the, in the current time that they live in. And I think that's something that my generation struggled with. Mm -hmm. And so now learning all these things that are trending like mental health and just becoming aware of oneself and a reflection and all that, I can look back and describe myself as someone who is, um, who was eager to please in, in good and bad ways. So I was an extreme people pleaser. Um, I wanted to make those around me happy. And I think that brought me joy when I saw other people happy, that made me happy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and my eagerness also drove me to discover new things about myself. And so that was great. But sometimes that eagerness could lead me to doing things that, you know, didn't really bring me joy or really didn't satisfy me that much or put a little bit too much on my plate. So Mm -hmm. um, in my adult self, looking back in my high school self, that's definitely how I would, how I I would honestly see myself. Yeah. It's funny. The last two interviews that I had, one was with Hearns Mm -hmm. from class and then one was with uh, Kristen Santos LaTrenta now. No way. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was like literally like last week. Um, and, and like you, you all sort of reflected that similar thing about, about people pleasing and loving people and being very, um, you know, very into the interpersonal stuff. Right. Um, and how that has its advantages and disadvantages because you wind up giving so much of yourself because that feels right Mm -hmm. that it it can absolutely drain you. So I think you're right on target with the, the concept that people now are more aware of, of the mental health things. I, I think that a lot of the young kids now maybe don't really know how to, how to do it. And right. I feel like it's kind of our place to put things out there that help yes. them do that. Right. So I think that's kind of one of the, the missions of, of this podcast is to, you know, like show them, look, this, this is, these are the people who were where you are now. Yeah. So this is what they were thinking too. So yeah. You're not crazy. You're not crazy and you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And now you have the resources to kind of help you be better than we were, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. God. (laughs) Okay. So let's focus in on the dance studio, the rehearsal studio space. My Um, favorite space. (laughs) Still my happy place in my brain. (laughs) Um, so what was something or, or things, right. That happened in the studio that helped you to manage or to regulate your adolescent self. 
Hmm. I definitely would say I found my sense of confidence in the studio 1000%. I think I can come off very confident um, because I've just been trained as a Haitian American to be super sure of what you're saying and just to like, just to try to be excellent in every way that you can. Mm -hmm. But I, I was definitely very insecure and still struggle with a lot of insecurities, but especially coming out a of a um, private school um, where I was the only black woman in my class mm-hmm. um, at the time. And um, in elementary school, same thing. I was one of the very few black kids in the class um, and coming into a public school where things were very different. I didn't know how I was going to be um, accepted or perceived or what people would think of me, especially because I didn't grow up in the school district with a lot of the students. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the studio made me feel like I belonged and the studio made me feel like, um, you know, I had a place. I had a place in high school. I had a place in the world. It just made me so much more sure of myself. Mm-hmm. And I still say that to this day, you know, not just the studio, but um, just when I get an opportunity to bring joy to people through performance or um, through advocacy, like you said, um, and just encourage people in that way. Um, I feel like that's when I'm most confident. That's when I'm, I'm in my, my, myself, you know, do a little happy dance. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. And, and I, and I love giving that, that feeling, you know, making that available to kids, even today, you know, they, they walk into the studio and they're like, oh my God, what is this place? And then my goal is like within five minutes, I want you to feel like this is your home. Yes. And I think you do such a great job of that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And you allow each student to be fully themselves. You know, we don't all have to uh, be the same way, or even like when you're teaching us choreography, we don't even have to express it the same way. You kind of still allow us to have that freedom. And I think there's something, and you would definitely know more about this than me, but there's something that is so powerful when we get to express ourselves Um, physically that, you know, it releases in us something emotionally. It just drives something deeper within us that we, I can never put my finger on. I was not very, I had emotional reactions, but even now as an adult, I'm learning how to process emotions appropriately and how to um, express myself and how to really tap into myself and, and, um, and learn what it is that I'm feeling. Um, again, going back to like just some cultural training and things that I have been um, raised with, but the studio is definitely, especially because I don't know if you remember, I grew up figure skating and I injured myself in the middle of high school. And so figure skating was a massive part of who I was. And I felt without skating, what, what am I going to do? Like, who, who am I? Where do I go? What do I do? And so the studio, um, just taught me so much about myself and really taught me to it. It was, and it was, it was an outlet of expression for me that I probably, I would not have done as well in school if I did not have that. Yeah. High school, uh, ice skating's loss was, was our game. Yes. Right. <laughs> my coach would always say that she's like, but I see your dancing. I'm like, it's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> I don't have a big giant boot strapped to my right, ankle. right, right. And I and I do rem- I remember having conversations with your dad 
again, guidance counselor, keeping yes. a really like, and he, really sharp eye out for his, his kid who was coming in from the private school. And he's like, he's like, look after her. I'm like, you got it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I won't ever forget. I think my first day of school or maybe at least within the first week, I went to my father in the guidance counselor's office. And as we were leaving, you were walking past, I think it was like, uh, fall, fall auditions were going to be starting soon. You were walking past and he grabbed you and he said, Miss Tiro, my, my daughter, she's, she's interested in theater. Like this is her. Literally. I remember the handoff and, um, I remember it. And from that moment on, you were like, you know, my, my second safe place in that school. So that the studio definitely, definitely uh, was a rock for me in high school. Well, that's good. That that's my goal. So, so that's a win. Yeah, <laughs> that's a win. Um, okay, so so coming back into the studio, so mm -hmm. what were some lessons that you felt like you learned there that you think about or that you use today that you've extended out into today? That's so great. Another issue with my generation and younger is that we often think that like you just show up and you're excellent at something and that's it. Like you don't have to work really hard for anything. Um, and if it's not easy on the first try, if it doesn't come to you naturally on the first try, then that's, it's just not for you. And the studio taught me so much different than that. I definitely still struggle with that today. Like if something doesn't come to me naturally, I'm like, okay, maybe it's not for me, but being in the studio taught me that enough everything every 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 everything comes with practice comes with um just excellence like coming into the space with a desire to be better than you were the day before a desire to learn a desire to grow to receive um you know feedback criticism um in the best ways and mm -hmm. um and also criticism <laughs> yes constructive criticism and also that you know, it's not only, it's not only in that space that you prepare for excellence, if that makes sense. I remember you would always teach us to practice little things, even at home, you know, that would just make us even better when we came back to the studio the next day. And I still teach myself and remember those lessons. Even now, if I get frustrated because something's not coming naturally to me on the first try, or if I feel like I've been trying hard at something, but I'm just not doing it as excellently as I would. I remind myself, you know, you still have to keep showing up. You still have to put in the effort. You still have to do the little things that will add up to that bigger picture that you are striving for, you know? And I think that all I was, that all was ingrained in me. In. Yeah. Uh, and I was just having a conversation with one of my, one of my gymnastics buddies, you know, my geriatric that. gymnastics buddies and Stop it. <laughs> well, so, so we're, you know, we're, we're, we're coaching, you know, new adults and all that. Yeah. And, so cool. and the thing that keeps like the, the running theme is that it's, it's all process. Like there, there's no yes. real goal, Like You can have things that you like might want to do. Right but everything is processed yes. and you, you can't think about if I don't get to that goal by blah, 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 yes. then I'm a failure. But it's, it's like you said, it's like those little baby steps that get us there eventually yes. long-term years, not a week. Absolutely. That is so, so good. And 
you know, social media often like teaches us the opposite, right? That like instant gratification, you're going to get it quick, girl, like just graduate, just do that, just do this. And I think sometimes in high school, we can be taught the same thing, um, indirectly be taught a, sim- a similar narrative, like get straight A's, mm-hmm. be an AP student, be an honor student, graduate, go to Harvard, go to Harvard Law School, be a doctor, whatever. And then like, then you're set for success. And um, now as a 28 year old, I'm still learning and ingraining in my brain that like life is a process. Everything is a process. There is no place that we're supposed to arrive at, you know? And if there is such a place, um, we're kind of limiting ourselves in that way. Cause then what happens when you get there and you're not satisfied, you know? So just, yeah, that, that. Yeah. I feel like life is just a series of like doors that you can open that are open for you. And you have to decide to walk in and do the thing that is required. Yeah. Um, And not be afraid of it too. Right. In the studio, um, you can be really scared. You're looking at your, you're looking at you first, Miss Tiro, who's like doing it with no issues. And then you're looking at yourself and you're awkward a little bit at first. And you kind of have to face this routine with no fear. You have to not be afraid to mess up, not be afraid to, um, receive a little bit of constructive criticism, not be afraid to look a little silly at first mm-hmm. and trust that it will all work out the way that it's supposed to. The final result will be, will be worth it. You know? Yeah. I feel like that's, that's like my, my teaching thesis, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's the motto. Yeah. It's a process. It's all the process. It's getting there, wherever yeah. you're going. It's just, getting there. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, okay. So let's kind of go back and forth a little bit. So how do you think that you have changed since you graduated from high school? Oh man. Mm. Oh man. Um, so in, in the worst way, I would say that in high school, I was a very big dreamer. I dreamed really big. I was not afraid to dream really big and kind of like go for the impossible, like just live in la la land, you know, and hope for the best. And so I think I'm a little bit of a realist now, too much of a realist. I think it's good to have a a balance, but I wish I still had um, a little bit more of that, like dream big aspect, just do anything and everything without fear. And it will all work out the way it's supposed to. Um, I think in the best ways, again, I've gained a lot more confidence. I'm a lot more sure of who I am. I am, um, I am just eager to grow and learn in a way that I was not in high school. I, I love to learn and I love to grow in high school, but as a means to an end kind of thing, like with my high school graduation in mind, but now I just want to evolve more and more as a person each and every day, you know? Um, so those, I think I've changed in many, many ways, but those are the ones that come to Seriously, I feel like I could put you, your interview and Hearns's interview side by side. I know Hearns and I, I feel I have lived probably the same exact life. <laughs> I, I agree completely. <laughs> if there was any like two, two students who were like so much alike, it's the two of you. Right, right. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. It's crazy. And wonderful. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Okay. So what would your Tendrina adult self tell Ten the teenager now to like help ease the way? Mm. So many things, so many things. Like high school is just the beginning, first of all. Like high school is not the end. You are not defined by what you do in high school. Like you are so much more than your grades. You are so much more than your achievements. Um, you are just so much more than that. That's the first thing that I, I would tell her. Um, I also would tell her to follow her heart, not so much the advice of other people or um, not try to play life too safe but to just go for the things that, you know, bring her joy and make her happy. Mm -hmm. And, um, and to really foster, learn to foster deeper connections with the people that matter to you. You know, mm -hmm. um, again, I think we're just so like such overachievers in high school and like high school is everything. And this is the end. And like, this is going to define me for the rest of my life. And it's just not that serious. I think you know, who you are matters more than anything else. And you become who you are through the people that you are connected with and that you foster those deep relationships with. So those are probably my top three. I'm thinking, I want to think of one more. I can't, I'll, I'll say it if I think. Of well, it. there's, there's, there's another opportunity coming up. Okay. Cool. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. It'll come to yeah. you. Yeah. Um, all right. So now, adult 10. What is something that adult 10 is grappling with now? <laughs> Sorry. Coming for my soul. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love that. Um, I think going back to, you know, the whole life is a process thing. That is something that really resonates with me deeply because I am so much someone who was doing everything by the timeline like mm. where I was going to be at this time this is where I, what I imagined myself doing at such a time and I'm really trying to teach myself that like you said life is a journey time works out always the way that it's supposed to better than you sometimes would have planned it and that you know, you can't lean on society or your parents or, mm -hmm. um, you know, what people expect for your timeline to be, to work for you. You know, it just, it really has to be, it's based off of your circumstance and it really has to be your choice. It really ultimately has to be your decision. You can't allow people to kind of narrate your life for you. You got to take charge of your life on your own. And I think I'm learning to be confident and learning to be satisfied with where I am now, you know, and quit like waiting for the next big thing to happen for me to be satisfied with myself, but to learn that where I am right now is enough. I'm where I'm supposed to be. It all worked out the way that it's supposed to. And um, I'm happier now than I would have been if I was where I thought I wanted to be, you know, I'm really just trying to sit with that truth and make it a reality for me. Mm -hmm. um, it's just something that I've, I think I've always struggled with. I always want to be someplace. I always want to be five steps ahead of where I am. And even as I was reflecting last week was my 28th birthday. As I was reflecting on my birthday, I'm like, girl, 10 years ago, you definitely did not imagine this for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That's okay. You know, 
Well, you know, we have, we have our own self set expectations right. and our parents or our yeah. teachers or yeah. the yeah, people yeah. around. So there's this like bubble of expectation that, right. that a young person has to like navigate through. Yeah. And some, sometimes they don't understand that ultimately the, the one that's living your life is you. Yes. So you can't, you can't define yourself by other people's expectations. You can, they can serve as guides that you can, they can give you advice. They can help support you and navigate you through the things that you need, but but ultimately it's on you to figure out what you want and then do the work to get it done. 1000%. I think one of the main examples for my life is um, just going to school after undergrad, going back to get my master's degree, or, you know, I was, I was struggling so much. I was, I wanted to go to master's, then I wanted to go to law school, then I wanted to get my uh, master's in public policy, then I hated politics, then I, you know, like, I was always just floating around, but I was like rushing myself to try to get back to school because I wanted to please the people around me and I wanted to match their vision for my life. And I'm so happy that I didn't force myself to please others because I would have been in debt for something that I hated living a miserable life, you know, and now I'm someplace where I'm really happy. I have the opportunity for my education to be paid for. And um, it's just so much better. It's so much better than what would have been the case if I, you know, went to law school and got the JD at the end of my name and just made everybody proud, you know, right. and you would have been great. And there would have been, but yeah, you don't, you. you, you, there is something about follow your heart, not, and I'm, I don't want to be, you know, crunchy yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, we're like, Oh, just follow your heart and do it. <laughs> you know, you, you have to be responsible, but ultimately you have to make yourself happy to, to what's the word that I'm trying to think of it's more than just satisfied. It's like, you have to live with yourself. Yes. Like your whole life, you have to live with yourself. With yourself. (laughs) And I think like purpose is so much deeper than like, than what you are on your resume or what you strive to be or what your next plan is and the next steps are, whatever. Our purpose comes literally from inside of us. And so if we spend our entire lives trying to please people around us, trying to be excellent in the way that they expect for us to be, um, which could be a whole other conversation. You know, if we spend our time trying to do that, though, mm-hmm. we're going to miss out on bringing to the world something that only we could bring. And that scares me more than, you know, my parents or um, my <laughs> siblings or society, you know, like, it scares me more that I might miss out on like blessing somebody or um, bringing something to the world that I was created to bring, mm-hmm. you know, but, but I missed out on it because I just wanted to make other people happy. And there are, there are lots of different ways to do that. There, yes. There's not one path, you yeah, know, one defined path. And, and I think the other thing that, that we older people, younger people have to remember is that your path can change yes. at any given time. 
like you, you, you have to pay the bills. You, you yeah. know, you have to feed yourself yeah. again, be responsible, be responsible. Right. Right. <laughs> but, um, I've always been an advocate for taking opportunities that come in front of you that maybe seem scary or maybe seem a little impossible. It's, that is the, the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing today. Yes. Yeah. Is that there was an opportunity that was put in front of me that I, in a million years, wasn't ever going to go for myself. I was never right. seeking that opportunity, but it kind of was laid in front of me. And I went, I had to make a decision. Yeah. Like, okay. Now, now what do I do? And the amount of work in the school I had, you know, I had to go back to school and get a master's degree and yeah, yeah, jump yeah. through all these hoops in order to, but, but now I like 25 years later, I'm like still doing it and it's, yeah, it makes and I'm still talking to you. So yeah. <laughs> it worked out. It all yeah. worked out. And that's literally what you just said. I think that's what I would definitely go back and tell 10 to um, little 10 is that your whole life doesn't need to be decided at this moment. And if you decide something now and you decide in three days or three years or whatever that you hate it, you have permission to change your mind. You know, I think um, my generation, you know, we went to high school and a lot of us were taught that like, this is when you decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Like pick it up, go study it. And this is it. Like, this is your career. This is your life. And look at me now, like six years in government and politics. And now I'm in a whole new industry and I love it. I, I learned so much from politics. I loved my time in politics. Um, but now I'm loving my time here. And I, I changed my mind. Like I changed the path and I'm still alive and breathing, you know, like, okay. okay. It's okay. okay. Well, and I think that, I think the nice part about that, the, the lesson you can kind of pull from that is that you, it's like, you have your skill set. Right. You go into one thing and you use that skill set and you develop more skill set. Yes. And you move into another thing and you take all of that with you to yes. the next one and okay. you just keep building your okay. skill set. Yes. I, I I mean to the point where you could eventually sort of write your own ticket. Yes. Decide uh, like where do you want to put these skills? What are the things that you do the the best? The you love doing the most. Yeah. And you're getting more um exposure yes to all these different things that are out there and then you can go oh that thing that's the thing I'm going that's it exactly exactly and that's how people should look at school that's how people should look at their careers their jobs whatever they're doing like I don't care if you're a cashier at ShopRite I don't care if you're volunteering at the guidance counselor's office everything that you do you should use it as an opportunity to just develop the skills that you already have um, because it's going to always, always, always set you apart from other people in the market. You know, there's going to be something better that you can offer because of the skills that you honed in on in all of your experiences. And that's something that I've learned recently as well. Hashtag truth. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) All right. So we're going to move this along. We're at question number eight. Wow. Crazy. Hey. <laughs> okay. Tell me one thing that you miss about your high school self, not about high school, but about mm-hmm. your high school self. And then one thing that's gotten better as an adult. One thing I miss about my high school self, little 10, little 10 mm-hmm. is again, I think just her ability to dream 
and Mm -hmm. just not let anything get in her way. She was just, she was just unstoppable. She was just like, I'm here and I'm taking up space and live with it, you know? Um, And I'm going to do what I want to do type of thing Um, to a certain extent anyways. You were you were kind of like Janet in the Drowsy Chaperone. Yes, <laughs> it was kind of like your my part. favorite. She was oh my gosh, that was my favorite show. She was my favorite role of all time. Yeah, Janet was. We we understood each other for sure. <laughs> I got. Um, I know. I know. Um, what was the second part of that question? So the second part is so that's what you miss about your high school ten. Yeah. What's gotten better about ten the adult? Hmm. Mm. 10 the adult now isn't so reliant on other people's perceptions Mm -hmm. of her so that is something I'm very proud of something I've worked really hard Mm -hmm. on she's gotten more comfortable just saying no she's gotten more comfortable tuning in with herself and checking to make sure, you know, is this something that makes sense for me? Is this something that I want? Mm-hmm. Um, and not just kind of pleasing people, just checking the please people box, mm-hmm. um, but making sure that she is true to herself and, or I try to remain true to myself in any, in anything that I do. So mm-hmm. I've definitely gotten better at that since high school. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So you, now you've dropped some, some truth bombs here. Um, but right. if you could give, I say a, but oftentimes there's a laundry list. So <laughs> leaving it open for that, but if you could give a piece of sage advice to high school students now, what would it be? High school does not define you. That's what I would let people know. You know, you were life gets just so much bigger after high school and you will get to write your own story the way that you want to write it um but you can do so much in getting yourself ahead as a person by the way that you handle high school you know i think people should look at high school as an opportunity to not not to get out of Spring Valley or to get out of East Rambo or to get out of Rockland and go to college and live your best life and get out of the, you know, the, the eyes and shelf, I'm sorry, and roof of your parents, Mm -hmm. but it can be really, you can go and use high school as an opportunity to like build who you want to be in college and in the world. You know, you don't have to be 28, like 10 and discovering yourself now, you know, at this grand age that I am you can um discover yourself in high school like you can build great habits in high school you can learn to check in with yourself in high school you can um read and go on adventures and talk to people have deep conversations with Miss Tiro with your teachers your favorite teachers and just learn so much about the world that will prepare you and just make you even more excellent you know don't use uh high school as like your end-all be-all to, to just get out, use it as an opportunity to just develop yourself and prepare for the world that's coming. You know, it's a good platform to get you ready for the next part. Yes, exactly. I think especially the generation that's in high school now, they just are over it. 
and which I understand they've been through a lot, especially with uh, virtual learning and everything. They're over it. They want to get out. They don't want to be at home anymore. They're tired of Rockland. They're tired of Spring Valley. It's a mess, blah, blah, blah. Um, I understand the frustrations, but I also know firsthand the gem that Spring Valley High School is, especially coming out of private school. I know how much it impacted and changed my life and just set me up for success. And I wish that the students nowadays would try to find the beauty in it um, instead of, you know, all all the, the annoyances, which there are annoyances about it. But instead of looking at those, like really just try to find opportunities for success in high school. And I promise you, it will just, it will benefit you in the long run. Truth. 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 Hashtag. Hashtag. Truth. Truth. Truth bomb. <laughs> um, okay. So we have arrived at question 10. <laughs> I'll never get over that. Okay. I know, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this actually does not have anything to do with high school, mm -hmm. uh, but everything to do with like right now where you are in your place and space. Mm -hmm. So tell me three self-care practices that you do to help to center or to regulate yourself, your adult self. That's good. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mentioned earlier, I think that I really have had a hard time with just being an emotional person. I, I, I took pride in not being very emotional. Um, and that's not really something to be so prideful about. It's not a great thing. So um, I've really learned how to tap into my emotions. And I've learned that that's really impacted my mental health in the best ways. And one of the ways that I do that is through journaling. Um, oftentimes when I just take a moment at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day or whenever, whenever I feel a little bit overwhelmed to kind of just write down anything that's on my mind, it doesn't even have to make sense. It helps me kind of get to the root of what might be bothering me. And it's sometimes things that I would not expect, um, to have bugged me as much as they did. So that's one of the things that I love to do now is to just journal and kind of like word vomit and word dump onto a page. And, um, make space, you know, make space to live a, live a healthier, healthier day without so much distractions on me. Um, I also love to schedule time with hanging out with the people I love, just like doing nothing or doing something, you know, just being intentional about, um, finding joy, you know, just by being with other people, by having dinner, or I recently went to like a museum with a friend, just, getting out of like your everyday routine yeah. that is very helpful and by the way I need my Alexandria fix I know seriously I was gonna say that at the top I was like we've been struggling to get dinner for how long now but it's gonna happen yes or no it's gonna happen we get that. we get that so yes hanging out with people that we love um that helps a lot mm -hmm. and hmm, my third thing shopping <laughs> don't do that at home kids <laughs> don't be like me but it just brings me so much joy it doesn't have to be shopping but like kind of just getting inspiration fashion inspiration and um consuming like specific type of content that from people that I really just love um the way they dress and the way that they put things together um that makes me happy yeah yeah and you're good at it I mean I I, I 
she puts these like looks up on this inspo looks, you know, on her Instagram. And I'm looking, I'm like, man, she can pull off anything. She no. can wear anything. No, it's just- a lie of social media. <laughs> Uh, yes, I, I I do get that, but but no, but but seriously, like I, I've uh, you are one of the most well like put together people, and not just on you know not just externally, but uh, you know so much on the inside. Um, you have the right ideas. You have the right you know vision and focus, and Thank you, so you always have. Like you definitely always have, and it's just carrying out and doing more and more and more love you so much you have always always believed always spoken life to me and to to my brothers as well and we definitely would not have made it through high school without you I'm telling you that is hashtag (laughs) okay hashtag truth the amount of times thespian just kept me out of trouble trouble and thespians sorry just kept me out of trouble and dance helped me to express myself in ways that you know people my age maybe not were not doing expressing their ways themselves in such ways Mm -hmm. um but yeah it just made me it just made me so much better so thank you so much Ah, my god I could eat I know you're so amazing and I'm so thankful and grateful that you uh that we got to sit here and kind of share the brain waves i know very Thank soon you. we're going i mean you're in town like right you're you're I am. yeah yeah so we're gonna we're gonna make a date actually maybe we'll just make yeah. a date like when we hang up here yes, yes please <laughs> that's what we that's what i'm learning that we have to do as adults it just has to be on the calendar that's right <laughs> that's right that's right if we have to make a change we can do that but right exactly exactly summer's coming I'm excited i can't wait that's the time that we're all our best yeah, yeah. well thank you tendrina alexandri for thank being you. episode 10 thanks for having me i'm so excited i'm so honored so tune in next week for episode 11 who's that gonna be i don't quite know i don't know yet <laughs> for change for the better, the power of arts in education. 